Hey everybody, welcome back. Another episode of the Warrior EDU podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the War Room, everybody. We are so glad that you're joining us this afternoon. I am here with my my co-host, Leah Pelletier and Harrison. Hi, Leah. Can you hear our other co-host today? <laughs> our other co-host, I keep saying it backwards, but I don't know why. It's Friday. And we're in a pandemic. Maybe that has something to do probably, with it. Probably has something to do with it, I would say. Oh, yeah. I have two co-hosts here. And Harrison has joined us, Leah, for three weeks in a row right now. Yeah, he's a little he's been pretty incognito so far, but today yeah. might be a different story. Right yeah. <laughs> I see that uh, you have the Christmas tree up in the background. And for our, for our listeners, obviously, they can't see that. But, um, you know, the twinkling lights will probably help him out this afternoon. Yes, he's definitely enthralled for sure. I haven't really, like he, he saw us putting it up, but this is the first time he's like sat here and stared at it because it's kind of in a different room in our house. So he is enjoying it for sure. Nice. And I as see much as I am too, since I'm home all the time, I want to enjoy my Christmas tree too. Well, I love the, you know, that you're flying the W, the big Cubs wind flag right in the center of the tree there. I yes, love that. That is one of our favorite ornaments for sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's amazing. So um, I, that's a Christmas tree, Leah, but are you ready for Thanksgiving? Like Thanksgiving is next week. So yeah, we're doing kind of like a weird thing with my family. Like we're not getting together in person. Um, and so we're going to zoom, but then we're all going to make like a part of it and then meet up at my parents' house and like divvy up our different side dishes that we're in charge of and then go back to our houses so we can all still have like the same meal together. Um, so should be interesting and fun. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll be that'll be interesting. I, that's the word. Like that's the word. This this not, not only this this school year, but this holiday season too. Like everyone says, that'll be interesting. <laughs> you know. So <laughs> yeah. I like to you know put a positive spin on that, right? So interesting should be should be good and curious, right? Right. I think at the beginning of the pandemic, we had a lot of creative ideas happening with how to stay connected with people, and I think that we're gonna have like another surge of that with the holidays mm -hmm. since people are going to want to do something as well but in a different way and so I think you're going to see my family's talked about like we should all drive around our different neighborhoods and look at the Christmas lights and then show each other on zoom which like we would never do that before but now I can see Christmas lights like in Colorado yeah. and Minnesota and all over the country where my family lives and it'd be fun see a silver lining that COVID has brought us another silver lining I love right. it I love it well Leah I'm so excited about our guest today she's another Leah Another it's Leah, so which is so unheard of. There's not that many Leahs out there. So <laughs> two Leahs in the house this <laughs> afternoon. Everybody, we're so excited to bring in McHenry High School first year English teacher Leah Nolan. Hello, Leah. Hello. How are you? We're so glad you're joining us this afternoon. I am so glad to be here. Thanks for inviting me on. Absolutely. So, so if, you know, in our pre-chat for our listeners we were trying to think about like how are we going to distinguish between the two leahs you know like we can't say leah number one and leah number two because then they'd be wondering well who's number one who do you and i forbid you from calling me the old leah so and we can't do old and, and new leah we could do new leah and leah just plain leah but old and new is different than old and young i you know there's a little difference there <laughs> all right all right so so you so old and new is it then sure the, the original Leah. <laughs> the OG Leah. <laughs> I, I like that. I think that, that's OG. 
OG Leah and new Leah. Okay, well, let's settle on that. So, well, anyway, let, let's get into this and, and we won't worry about that. We'll just let the chips fall where they may. And Harrison <laughs> is being so good right now. So let's get into it. Leah, we're so happy that you're joining us in the war room today. Um, you know, first year teacher, I mean, so much to talk about. First year teacher, pandemic teacher. I mean, talk about titles. Wow, you, you've, got, you've got a number of them. So, I mean, let's, let's just, for our listeners, let's learn about Leah. Nolan. I mean, your first year here in the district and first year teacher overall. So talk about just you. I like your, what's your story? What's your, what's your teacher journey so far, Leah? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I am I mean, a new teacher at the district and a, a pandemic teacher, if, if that term <laughs> keeps I going. Uh, I think it's a thing. Right, right. And that's, you know, fine by me. It's, it's definitely been an interesting year. Um, I, you know, I knew that I wanted to be in education somewhere. Um, I had a really great high school experience. Um, and I had, you know, really memorable teachers and school counselors. And so I knew I wanted to be an educator, but I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. Um, lucky for me, I had the opportunity to go to community college first, which is something I like to talk about with my students too, um, because sometimes they're surprised that their teacher went to community college. Um, and so I like to, you know, eliminate that stigma that's around going to community yeah. college. Um, and so while I was still making up my mind um, there, I, you know, went to ISU after that, Illinois State, um, and studied um, teaching and, and you know, went into to be an English teacher. Um, all the while kind of, you know, having school counseling keep coming up for me. Um, and so I, I immediately went into my master's program after that, um, which I'm still in for school counseling. Um, and uh, it's interesting to be a graduate student and a full-time teacher at the same time and in a pandemic, no less. Mm -hmm. uh, but, but I mean, I, you know, this opportunity came up and I wanted to jump back into the high school classroom. Um, after working at every college that I attended, um, I knew that I just was really ready to get back into the high school environment. And so I decided that I needed to return to, you know, to teaching um, while still, you know, not taking school counseling off the table. I mean, I mean, that's quite a story, you know, graduate student and full-time teacher at the same time, as well as learning this, you know, I, I guess, so here's one thing, tell me, tell me if this is true. And then uh, Leah, co-host Leah, if you can jump in too, like, I, I'm, I'm wondering about this. So for, for co-host Leah, it's, this has been like learning how to teach again. I keep hearing that from, from veteran teachers, you know, like you're having to learn how to teach again for a brand new teacher, fresh out of college. It's, it's like your first experience. So you almost, I don't want to say you don't know any better, but you don't, you don't really know any better. I mean, how far off am I in that thinking? Either one of you. Yeah. I mean, I, I said at the beginning of this, like, cause a lot of people were saying like, oh, we're all first year teachers again. And I don't necessarily, I get where that's coming from, but I also don't really agree with it in some ways because um, I think, you know, yes, we're all experiencing new things, but veteran teachers still have those, those techniques and their, their repertoire of materials and things. And so I still think that, you know, there's still a lot for a first year teacher to have to do all of those things that a veteran teacher has already been able to do and just deliver it in a new way and try to be, you know, more creative with different ways of, of teaching online. Whereas a first year, first year teacher, 
is really having to do all of that plus learning how to do online and in your grad school. So I can't imagine how many hours a day you are on Zoom, girl, because that has to be a lot. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, and I think one of the things that was kind of nice was I was taking classes online. So I knew how to be a Zoom student and I knew what I liked and what I didn't like mm -hmm. from my professors. Um, so for example, just how to organize your class page, right? We, we put everything on Schoology and I kind of had an idea of what worked for me as a student and so I could use some of those strategies um, in my own, you know, classroom setup, Zoom setup. Um, but it also takes me back to one of the, the courses I took in college. Um, one of the, the days they threw different scenarios at us, right? So we were up practicing teaching at the board and they would have like disruptive students or, you know, something, the fire alarm goes off or something happens while you're teaching. But pandemic happens while you're teaching was never one of the scenarios. So I, I can only imagine like if they would have, you know, said, okay, now you have to teach your, your students via Zoom. I think we all would have been like, what? We're not prepared for this. And so I think that's definitely something that we're all just collectively going through right now is nobody taught us how to do this. And so a lot of just innovation and, and new ideas are coming out of this from, from veteran teachers and from new teachers. Definitely. Do you feel like you've been able to connect like, like an online community of teachers to pull resources from as well? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think more teachers are, are willing to share what's working and what's, you know, not working for them. Um, I, I'm still connected with um, my, my cooperating teacher from, you know, my student teaching experience. And in, in her, you know, in her Facebook page, she's got a lot of teachers who are just sharing what, you know, how their experience has been. Um, and it's just been so nice to have that connection. That's great. I think that's interesting. You know, you, you said it, you used a phrase that you knew how to be a Zoom student, you know? So like you think of your Gen Zers and your baby boomers, and then they're the Zoomers, right? <laughs> Is that I could see that becoming a thing. However, it didn't prepare you for being in front of kids, you know, being in front of students on, on the Zoom screen. So that's, that's, I think, where we can all say um, that that's new for everybody, you know? And to, honestly, to a being a a new teacher with having Zoom student experience, you have a different, you know, element you can bring in that veteran teachers that weren't Zoom students don't have like what it, we all know what it was like to be in high school. We have our own experiences, but a lot of us don't know what it's like to be a Zoom student and you do. So that's awesome. Wow. Yeah. How interesting. So, so um, Leah, talk a little bit about the the whole school counseling thing you said that you know the school counseling kept coming up and in fact you're still going to grad school for that for that degree what are your I mean what are your aspirations I mean how what do you how, how do you think that's going to play out between teaching and, and being a school counselor you know yeah definitely I think one of the things I've, I've just kind of learned through my experience is that um you know, we're, we're all educators. And I feel like sometimes we feel that we have to pick, you know, I am a teacher or I am a, you know, a school counselor. And I think for me, it's okay that my journey, you know, includes teaching. And, and now that I've become a teacher, I'm loving it. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I, I do hope someday to, to, you know, continue in, in, and become a school counselor. But I think 
it's so nice to have both experiences, right? Like teachers who then become counselors, who then become uh, administrators, to have kind of a, a taste of, of everything um, is, is so great. And so I think I have a, you know, just a newfound respect um, for what teachers go through and, and really want to, um, you know, bring that with me into school counseling if, if it happens. Um, and so I'm kind of just letting life, you know, come as it comes. And, and instead of trying to force myself into a box, just kind of opening myself up to whatever experiences come. That's a, I think that's a great outlook. And I think that's a lot, even, I think this pandemic has given a lot of different people that outlook in all aspects of their life as well. Just like, I'm not going to try to plan too far in advance because who knows what it's going to be like. So just kind of living in the moment. And I think there's, there's power in, you know, appreciating the moments that you're living in by doing that. Yeah, I love that. And I love that you said it's okay that my journey includes being a, a, a teacher, you know, like your journey, meaning like maybe, maybe you'll be a counselor. And uh, if you can teach along the way, then then great. I mean, because you're right. I mean, I, I don't think you should, you know, pin yourself into one certain area, you know. Um, and I, I love that. That's a great mindset, like like Leah said. Co-host Leah. Like, <laughs> like she said. Like that one said. <laughs> no, our listeners are going to be like, which Leah are they talking about? I can't see who. <laughs> so getting, get into a little bit, I mean, in the pre-chat, we also, you know, and you wrote a little bit about, you know, um, battling self-doubt and finding your teacher identity. I think that's so critical. I, I talk with educators around the nation who have brought up this, this concept of, of uh, the, like they say, almost like an imposter syndrome, you know, like, and, and that's where self-doubt comes in. You know, you feel like the, the imposter in you, like, oh, that, that, that can't be, like, they can't really want to hear my opinion or um, I don't really know what I'm talking about. And that's created with, from self-doubt. So do you feel like you've had to battle any of that being a first-year pandemic teacher? Yeah, a hundred percent. And I think one of the things that I, I, you know, struggle with is, is, comparison to to other teachers and comparing myself to to what other teachers are doing one of the things that's been so nice um is that i i was hired a week before school started essentially and so i didn't have a lot of time to plan and come up with my own lessons and material and and so i've been so grateful that a lot of teachers have offered their materials to me um just hey this is what i did last year like you know this might work for you but with that has come, you know, this feeling of, oh, like, I didn't even think about that, you know, it, you know, and that's where the imposter syndrome really came in for me was, you know, man, I, I should have thought of this lesson. Like, why didn't I think of that? Why am I not there yet? Um, and so having to stop and realize, like, no, I'm here at this point, and that's okay. Um, and so I, I constantly have to tell myself that I'm doing a, a you know, a good job, and, and that I need to just keep going. And, um, to compare myself to me. And, and really that's what I want to share with my students too, like compare yourself to you yesterday. Mm. Um, and so that's kind of what I've tried to tell myself too, to, to overcome that. Compare yourself to you. I, I really like that. That's yeah, good. To you yesterday. I like that a lot too. Where it's yes. like, it's like, 
I feel like a lot of professional athletes have that same mindset. Like they're not comparing themselves to other athletes. They just want to see growth in themselves and especially like individual sports, like, like running. I know a lot of like our track and cross country kids, they're just, they're always trying to get their next, next personal best. They're not really worried about what place they get in. So I think that's like a really good mindset to have with your own doubt and your own building of yourself as a teacher. And um, yeah, I think, I think Mitch also on his episode like talked about like getting overwhelmed with too many resources from lots of teachers um, and trying to find your own identity by not just doing what somebody else did. Um, but, and I think too, with a pandemic, like with teaching on Zoom, you don't get that validation from your students as much either of like, are they getting it or not? And so I think like that's gotta be hard for a brand new teacher to know, like, am I doing, and what I'm doing is working because all you're really able to look at is either foreheads on a Zoom screen or like their quiz scores or whatever. And it's really hard to like get that thought process of are the students actually thinking. And that's when I think you get that like confidence build a little bit. Mm. Totally. And, and I think that, um, yeah, feedback has been, you know, just kind of absent this year. And it's really hard to, to know, you know, is this making sense? You know, what are our students thinking? And, um, you know, another thing that I've thought about this year is, just the general classroom environment and the classroom environment that we create for our students. And this year, all Zoom screens look the same. Like for teachers, we all see the ceilings and, you know, the foreheads and, and they see the same screen when they log in, but the teachers are the classroom environment this year. Like we're creating that. And, and that's what makes each class different this year. Um, and so I think it's important to, to be the environment, right? To show up consistently for your students. Um, to, to have the same kind of attitude, similar greetings even, you know, I, I always end my sessions kind of in a similar way. So I think that consistency helps create that environment this year. Wow, so good. Um, and if you have any doubt at all for, for our listeners, I mean, you, you were, you, it, it's your first year and in the first month of school, um, you had enough nominations to be selected as and you know staff member of the month so i mean if you have any doubt <laughs> right, right like you both were selected this year right weren't you? yeah but you both were so i mean if you have any doubt in your mind that you're doing a, a bad job sometimes you get it in the most surprising of ways and you know, sometimes they're subtle and sometimes they're like that when you know your principal comes and zoom bombs your class to give you the staff member of the month so i mean that that's that's pretty great recognition so um but but talk about that a little bit your 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 classroom environment like you are that's an interesting concept that the classroom teacher is creating the environment this year you know you don't have the culture per se um in the normal way that you would have with 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 kids in the room right you you don't you don't have that but you create the culture and so speak to that a little bit because every time I walk by your room especially the first month of school you were in your room by yourself door closed decorating putting putting new stuff up and um so which I thought was great but I mean talk about that I mean that 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 having that workspace um to yourself but that makes you happy right what's the importance of that Definitely. I, yes, I was decorating my classroom, you know, the first week of school and, and putting everything together um, because 
I just need that workspace to I, just to create that consistency for myself and to create like a happy environment. You know, Leah's got the Christmas tree behind her there and my classroom has twinkly lights and that's just where I, I like to be and that's where I thrive. And, um, you know, one interesting thing that I did this year was I asked my students, you know, what are you looking forward to when we're able to come back to the building? Not knowing when that would be, um, you know, for those that are listening and don't know, we're, we're still in the waiting game for that. Um, but, you know, I asked them, what are you looking forward to? And I took all of their answers and wrote them onto these little fall leaves that I cut out and then taped those to my board. And, um, you know, just to have their their voices in the classroom, right? To make it seem like they're in the classroom somewhere. Their words are on my wall. Um, and so I just look at that every day and, and it really just keeps me going. It's my looking forward to wall. Um, and so that that keeps me in a positive mindset and, and keeps me showing up, you know, consistently every day for my students. Like if I'm having a bad day, I think it's important to, you know, show that I'm human. And like, hey, you know, it's it's Friday and I'm, you know, I'm kind of tired today. I'm kind of struggling, but we've got a great lesson planned and I'm really excited about what we're doing. And I think that just models for students, like, it's okay to, to have emotions during this pandemic, right? That, you know, teachers aren't robots and we have all these feelings going on and, yeah. but to model the resiliency too. Mm. Co-host Leah, she sounds like a veteran already. <laughs> I mean, right. Like, and I think with, you know, decorating your classroom, like that's something as a first year teacher that like helps build your identity as well. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I like have the same screen, you know, behind me every day and I have the, the lights around it too. And I think that's something students can expect too. Um, you know, I have a, a positive quote behind me that's always there. And I, I know that other teachers have, um, you know, posters that they change every day. So it's something new or it's something that, you know, has to do with the unit or the lesson for that day. And I, I think that's so cool. Like having, having that environment, you know, either for, for you, the teacher or something that your students can see, I think it's, it's super important. For sure. I think that uh, you can rest easy in knowing that when, when kids come back, you know, you have set that tone already. And while they haven't met you face to face, they haven't been in your room physically yet. When they come in, they're going to be like, oh, wow. Yeah, this is what I expected this it to be like. And it'll be a safe place. Like you're already starting to create that safe space for, for them. You know, they're, you're going to, you're, 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 you're essentially a kid magnet, Leah. So <laughs> keep, keep that up. <laughs> Thank you. So listen, I, I want to, we want to talk to you also today about, you know, I know that, you know, you've, you've got barely even a semester under your belt and you're, you're, you've, but, but it seems like so much. And I know that everyone's going home um, so tired at the end of every day and on top of everything, you've got graduate school to contend with. Um, and so is there, can you, can you pinpoint like maybe a, a challenge that stands out to you, you know, on this, on this pod, especially like to talk with, with teachers about those challenges that they've faced, or maybe you're in it right now, uh, and and how you either dug yourself out of the trenches, so to speak, or how you're working on that right now. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I think it's it's been setting boundaries for myself. Mm. Um, I think sometimes we feel 
just in society that it's okay to run on empty. <laughs> and I'm, you know, actively working to not run on empty because I'm not going to be able to show up for my students if I have, you know, nothing left. You can't pour from an empty cup um, is what I've heard. Uh, so I think, you know, with planning lessons and with grading and, and with taking my own graduate classes, I have to set that boundary. And, and for me, it's not doing anything on Saturday. Mm -hmm. I, I block out my Saturdays and I, you know, I'm not going to turn on my computer if possible, or if I am, it's going to be, you know, just to focus on graduate school. But I, I will work hard, you know, every afternoon into the evening, but my Saturdays, I, I, I set that boundary. And I think that's so important because, you know, nobody's going to tell you that you need to do that. And that's something you have to determine for yourself. Like, this is my, my limit and this is what I'm, I'm going to do for my own self-care. Wow. How critical is that? I mean, that, that it's, it's, it's hard to do, right? Co-host yeah. Leah. I mean, I think uh, that's so important. Like it, you can literally, there's, it's like, there's always something to do as a teacher. And like when I was still living at home with my parents, every Thursday night, my mom worked and my, and she didn't like sushi. So me and my dad would go get sushi together. And that was my night to just relax. I'd put like a face mask on when I got home. And like, it was like, I'm not doing, and I knew ahead of time too. So I could like plan to make sure that I didn't have something I needed to get ready for Friday's class. And I could just take the night and spend time with my dad and, and do that. Harris, Harrison agrees. <laughs> I'm not sure if he's agreeing or not. But <laughs> uh, that's so great. It's so true though. It's so true. So, so one of my friends, uh, Lindsay Titus, um, talks about not, not balancing, but blending. So you, you, what you're talking about is finding a balance though. You know, you, you have to set boundaries. I love those three B words, boundaries, balance, and blend. And I think they all are similar, but they could all mean different things. So a lot of times we hear people when they, when they talk about setting boundaries as finding that balance of home to personal, to, to school, to whatever the case. But Lindsay talks about it a little bit differently because she, she worries that if we're always trying to find a balance and something doesn't balance out, then you're, then you're always going to be focused on finding that balance and being upset when you don't. Rather, she talks about blending. And so how can we blend our personal with our professional uh, to, to find a good mix? And so I, I kind of like that analogy of, of blending as well. So either way, so critical that you do and that you intentionally focus on that and block out that time for yourself. Too many people don't do that. Yeah, definitely. And I think you, you just have to find what works best for you. Um, you know, I know some people that they like to do a lot of their work in the evenings and, and at night, and that's, you know, what works for them. And I think, you know, I like what you said about blending because, you know, we never really take off the teacher hat we can kind of maybe put right. it aside for the day but but you're always wearing it and and I think that that's important to to keep in mind it's you know this job it just has so much passion wrapped up in it and you know you never you never take that hat off you never do yeah like you, Heidi you, said on our episode that it's like a calling if you want to go mm. into teaching and that's like it becomes your your life's work really it's not just like a yeah. come home turn and clock in clock out kind of job if you're gonna go into it you got to go into it knowing that i think for sure we used to uh when i was younger when i when i 
when I still taught in the classroom, um, we used to go garage sailing, right? And I would be the one to say like, hey, honey, let's go garage sailing. And she's like, what are you talking about? And then she's like, oh, this is for your classroom, isn't it? <laughs> like finding stuff for the classroom. But, but it was also like it met her needs and it met my needs, you know, because she liked to go garage sailing or go to flea markets or whatever. And I'd find good stuff for the classroom. And so it kind of blended both of our needs. Like I think there's a useful useful term that, that that term blended is pretty useful because you know i also think of it as like okay so so i used to be really bad at balancing and getting home and I'd, I'd as soon as i got home i'd open up the laptop and continue to work or take out the papers and grade them while at home you know my kids are running around all around me and you know everybody needs time from me and i'm and i just didn't have it to give or i didn't think that i had it to give so instead i start bringing the kids to basketball games on a Friday night, you know, so kind of blending those two worlds together, you know, include them, if I could, in my professional life as well. So I think there are ways we can do it, is the bottom line. So, um, Leah, as we as we get ready to finish out the episode here, uh, we have one more question for you. And it's a big one. What are you hopeful for? That's a great question. That's a really great question. I love thinking about that, right? Like remaining hopeful and having something to look forward to. And it's, you know, it's why my wall says, you know, what are we looking forward to? Um, I, I hope that students come back with a newfound love for school. And I hope that teachers come back too with a newfound love for school. And, and for me, that just kind of looks like our normal routine, but times 10. Like, I hope we see school spirit and, you know, full attendance at, at our games and, you know, just, I'd love to get back to high fives in the hallway someday, you know, but I just hope that, you know, even our, our students who might not have loved school before come back with just this newfound love for, for school. Um, and and that's, that's my biggest hope. That's a great hope to have because I think, um, you know, we take it for granted until something's gone and, and then when you can't have those daily interactions, you don't realize how important they really were until you can't have them every day. And so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, on, I'm right there with you, Leah. Great minds and Leah minds think alike, right? <laughs> so true. I think you're going to see that, you know, you just, I mean, you just reminded me that we're probably going to see uh, parties in the hallways, you know, celebrations. It's going to be on when kids come back to school. I, because I've talked to some of those kids who I, I would think like really didn't like school. And they're like, I can't believe I'm saying this. I wish I were, I wish we could come back. I just wish we could come back. And I know they, you know, you know, they want to be here. They want to be here. This is tough for everybody. And I think that everyone is really doing a great job of seeing silver linings and, and being on the lookout for, for them. Uh, they have to be, you know, you have to be, or you're not going to find them. So, um, but I, I really, I, I think we, I think we will see that. I think people will, because I think, you know, didn't Dane talk about it, Leah, um, on his episode about kind of taking advantage not taking advantage taking for granted just some of the things that we we have already and you know and yeah. he he was like he thought he would never look at it the same he would never take for granted that moment of being able to sit next to a kid and put your hand on his shoulder and just say hey man it's going to be all right you know yeah 
Yeah, and I think I, I, I saw uh, Leah had posted on Twitter a, a video of, um, I think it was the cross country send off and the drum line, oh, like going down the hallway. And man, I had tears in my eyes because it was just there <laughs> students in the hallway. And I, I mean, let's let's get the drum line in on day one. Let's let's all know it. You know yeah. it. Like we talk about our first day of school warrior Wednesday, like thing, mm -hmm. Jeff, where we, you know, greet the kids at the back door and like, Whenever we can actually do it again, it's gonna we we gotta have smoke bombs and and fireworks and and you know oh. just the whole nine yards because it's gonna be so exciting to actually go back to school and I think you know when high school kids like it's it's not cool to think that school is cool, but I hopefully maybe that'll kind of change a little bit where it's not gonna be so much a stigma to like school because now everybody realizes what it was like to not have school. I, th I think it changes completely. New Leah, do you even know about Warrior Wednesday? You know, I, I've only heard. Oh, I've heard my. great things, but never <laughs> experienced it. So. Okay. Well, I, I hope you've heard good things at least because it is on fire. It is, it is great. Uh, it is drum lines. It is bubbles. It is loud music. It is adults dressed up in big orange ball costumes. It is... <laughs> Oh, I miss it so much. <laughs> it's a party. It's a party on a Wednesday morning before school. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I'm all about the school spirit. That's well, one of my favorite things. Well, we can't wait to have you join us outside on Wednesday mornings. So it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. We don't even care about the people who don't like it because um, you can't say that you won't for, you won't ever remember that. You know, that's yeah. one of those things you'll remember forever. So. Leah, thanks so much for coming on today with us. It's been a pleasure getting to know you. I know that uh, the teachers in our district and anyone else who listens to this podcast are going to have some just huge takeaways from from this, uh, from your first year. Um, just one-liners like comparing yourself to you yesterday. I, I, I love that. I love that. So good stuff. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This has been a blast. Absolutely. All right. You two have a great weekend. Uh, from co-host Leah and I, we'll see you next time on the Warrior EDU podcast.